The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. On RTE1 television tonight at 9.35, you will find Brian Downing and Arthur Grundian's very modern family. And I'm delighted to say Brian and Arthur are with me in studio. Folks, how's it going? Very good. No Thanks baby Blake. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, we're not. Baby. She's not with us. If people are thinking, <laughs> is the baby here? Where is baby Blake? Baby Blake's at home. Okay. How, How is Blake? Be. Doing really well. Yeah. We're very lucky. I think, I, I last night I was feeling her gums because she was constantly eating her hands. Oh, I think, yeah, I think we may have a tooth. I felt something up at the top and then yesterday, day before yesterday, Saturday, she put her finger in her mouth and she started to cry. Ooh. I think maybe she kind of pinched something and something does feel slightly rough. Herself, yeah, something happening there for sure. She's so cute. Yeah. She's a really good baby. We've only, I feel like anytime I say something, she used to start doing the opposite, but now she's past it. It was only ever one nighttime feed during the night when we brought oh, her home. Great. Only one. She would, we feed 10 or 11 and then it'd be four or five. Yeah. And then she'd be go again. She's been sleeping through the night. No bottles, maybe two months now. Oh, God. We, but I feel now that I've said yeah, it. Yeah, you're jinxing yourself. Yeah, I am jinxing it. Yeah, I am. I'm telling you, I haven't been through it. You've absolutely jinxed yourself. Yeah. <laughs> have you young children? We have an eight-year-old and a six-year-old. Oh, they're adults. They're oh, done. They're done. Now, yeah. They're independent. They mind it's themselves. They yeah, cook they, dinner. Well, they do with that milk cooked dinner. But could, could your eight-year-old now have breakfast and do cereal and do all yeah, that themselves? Ah, uh, yeah. They, well, yeah, they do. Yeah, no. There they, we go. See? And it's... It, but it's... It's incredible, yeah, the, how much freedom that allows you. I know. You know? Like when they now, can start to do li- just little things. And you can stay in bed a little bit li- that extra A little bit later, minute, yeah. yeah. Arthur was looking for play pens. So now she's at that point, I'm going to burn a play pen. And even the freedom oh, yeah. of her sitting there and not having to monitor her when she's sitting up. You yeah, just kind of go... Oh, there's a lot to be said for caging your children. Yeah. You know, that's that's what it is. We're pro it. Yeah, yeah, we're That's a playpen. <laughs> <laughs> so see, she's about six months, is she? Six, Close to yeah, us? Six months old. Seven, yeah. seven months on April 1st. Oh, is that it? Okay. Because, uh, yeah, that is uh, teething and solids. Is she onto solids? She's, she's on spoon. Solids. Oh, yeah. God. She's on fruit, carrots, She's actually feeding potato. herself now. She loves actually taking a spoon and actually sucking it. Oh, she that's great. She loves that. Yeah, yeah, but then she forgets. And it goes yeah. in her mouth and she's gagging and she's oh, her eyes. Oh, yeah. like, okay, yeah. no, stop. Yeah. That's dangerous. Don't do that. You're enjoying it though, are you? I'm loving every single minute of it. It's a yeah. dream. It's literally the perfect dream come true. Waited for her for as long as I can remember, honestly. Mm. And we've been very blessed. Not at all true. dramatic. I've but waited it's the for truth. her all my life. It's actually the <laughs> truth. Speak up the truth. And I am. No, honestly, she's the best baby. Couldn't ask for better baby, honestly. He, Arthur, wanted... Children, I was all on about marriage and settling down, quite traditional that way. And Arthur was really pro-family way before we got married. And we travelled a lot and lived in different countries. So I was trying to get what we both wanted at the same time on the same page. Mm. And that can be tricky because I was so hell-bent on being in London and having a TV career and doing all of that. And then you wonder, you put it off and you go, well, why did we? All of my friends that have planned pregnancies, some kids that weren't planned, and they've always said... You're never ready. Oh, there's never the I, perfect time. Yeah, no. but I don't think we no. put it off because because of our career, we traveled so much. Yeah. I was always away three months there, four months there. He was going away. So he never the right timing was never there. So this was the right and timing. And especially the route we were going down. Yeah. We had to really 
pre-plan everything. everything. And at some points during it, we actually thought we were doing something wrong that wasn't allowed in Ireland. Could we physically have this baby in Ireland? Could Aoife be seen by an Irish doctor, go to an Irish hospital? Would we be able to bring our child home? Mm. Because with the lack of... It's unregulated. So you don't quite know what you're able to do legally. And you don't know where to start. Yeah. Like you, there was nothing here, so we didn't know where to start. Yeah, yeah and Eva's your sister. So uh, before we get to Eva. I mean, what did you know about the process then, Arthur? But but like, go back to kind of, this is described as a journey. So what's, yeah. what, what is day one in the journey? Oh, the day one of the journey, obviously, when we actually decided we're having the baby. So okay. we have Aoife, we're so blessed. We literally, I promise you, didn't know where to start. We start Googling, we start actually uh, searching. It took us about like, I think, three, four weeks to even start. And I think the first phone call, it was Annette Hickey, our lawyer. I remember Brian saw her on TV. She was talking about surrogacy journey, things like that. And then he Googled her name and she was our first call because I didn't know where to start. Honestly, I heard surrogacy. Mm. To me, surrogacy was in my head. Surrogacy was you go to America, another country, pay the 150, 100,000 dollars and then you come back with the baby nine months later well if you're lucky or you know you're blessed with it but we never knew where to start in Ireland because there was nothing I so did ring was a fertility clinic I've never named it one in Ireland in Dublin to ask for help yeah. this is a clinic a hospital that specialises in fertility yeah, was... but they because we were gay they were just like now we, we don't deal with that here and I thought oh wow that seems odd I'm still a man ringing up for advice with my husband. We want to start a family. But because it's not regulated in Ireland, I think people were very fearful. If they did help us and something went wrong, would they get in trouble for it? Yeah, that's the problem. But also there's ways to talk to you. You know, it was really like, guys, we can't help you. There's no laws or legislations. It was the way We don't do that here. We don't do that here. Like very harsh way. We don't do the gay thing. Literally. You've got to go somewhere else for that. So it was like, we can't help you. Bye-bye now. Thank you. Um, was that uh, Annette? I used to work with Annette. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, so I trained as a solicitor, mighty woman, isn't she? So, Fabulous. Wow, yeah. And there's nothing she can't do. Yeah, and you know she's what? Brilliant. She's been with us since day one. Yeah. She knows everything. Obviously, we had the Zoom calls. And also, we started all this kind of like, you know, we didn't know where to go. Or Zoom. It was Zoom calls after Zoom call and call. And like Annette knows it, the, you know, when it comes to the legality of, oh. you know, and the biology of our daughter and all that. Because that's... There's so much going on I behind don't the know scenes that people them. don't know. Like, and, and still learning. And Annette is also telling us, and I'm like, I say to Arthur afterwards, okay, what does Did that actually mean? Yeah. <laughs> so much to learn. And even when we're talking, we know, you know, there's interest. So we're trying to get the wording correct. But this is our journey through surrogacy. And so the words that we use and how we explain it may be different to other people and we wanted to say that to people that we're representing ourselves and our family and we laugh at some stuff that people may not want to laugh at Mm. but it's our reactions to our experience this is why I love what you said it's our journey it's a journey literally we started 2021 it was our journey with Aoife and with Timach Annette you know it'd be the fourth one so it's our story I'm not talking about X, Y, Z it's Brian and Arthur's story with Aoife and having Blake and was there a job of work to do in getting Aoife on board or was that easy? No, I mean, Aoife was the consistent one. I said before, I'm from a large family. I have six sisters. So we were always joking, all my friends over the years, because being a gay guy, you've got loads of girlfriends. That's just how it works. And then they were, I'll do it for you, or I'll do it for you. And then as the years went on, and we were, I was in a serious you relationship. You always joke about we it. You, know, you don't take seriously. We yeah. got engaged and got married. Well, I've had a baby. Well, I'm getting married. Well, I don't want kids. But from 2015, Aoife was a bridesmaid at our wedding. One of our bridesmaids, she was like, I really want to do this for you. 
and we didn't really we never really took her seriously because she's only th- 33 now she lived with us in London for a year I thought she's just saying that because she's living here rent free she feels obliged <laughs> you know that sort of way and because she was younger and we were helping her get our career in London I didn't take her seriously and then she would always say it to me and then it was we yeah, went for a walk before, in 2020 before that even we were actually looking into adoption yes so even though she was like I would love to help you have your baby we didn't know where to start but at the same time I want to adopt so we didn't even plan to have surrogacy at the time mm. but obviously time's flying we're getting old I'm going back to the gay thing and it really shut the doors front you're of us you're obsessed with the gay thing aren't I you I am obsessed I think you're gay <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know what it didn't happen so obviously years later after a couple of times she approached us we didn't take seriously and then they went on a walk and she was so consistent mm. and she was so honest and she was so open she'd done loads of research yeah. she was going to see a therapist herself to make sure she was making the right decisions she's seen a therapist a few times during the pregnancy as well and that day there was something in her voice only realised that today when I was talking to her this morning. There was something in Aoife's voice that sounded different. She sounded so serious and yeah. she sounded really well informed. Like she left me a bit speechless in some of the stuff she had said and she was following this person on Instagram and she'd watched this show on Virgin Media about surrogacy and she knew legality about it and where to go and egg donation. I went, what do you mean by egg donation? Like she was so well informed and when I went home that evening with Arthur I said, you know, we're definitely doing this and from then till April we, was, we were so focused and then to the whole summer trying to get pregnant and then egg uh, transfer on December 19th, 2021 20, um, and Blake yeah. was born September 1st yeah. of last year. And uh, like, I guess, because the, the fear you'd have, isn't it, with a family member is that you'd have this di- voice in your head kind of saying, oh, is she just doing it because she feels beholden to us? Yeah. She thinks it's the right thing to do, yeah. but really she, deep down she doesn't want to do it. Yeah. It sounded, that, that was the walk fa- that oh, kind of put that to bed. 100%. You, and then, you know, normally when people go through stuff in life, whether it's loss, celebration or milestones, you can really touch out to your friends and they'll have gone through something quite similar. This was completely something no one that we knew had gone through no where their sister had carried their baby for them. So, even during the getting her pregnant was the first. Got to get her pregnant. Got to get my sister pregnant. We said out loud. We got to get her pregnant. Got to get her pregnant. We got her pregnant, and then got to make sure it's a healthy pregnancy. Yeah. And then during the pregnancy, my insecurity was, I hope she doesn't get attached to the baby. Yeah. I hope she won't get attached to the baby because I wanted mm. her Aoife to recover after this and have a really good life because she was doing this for us. I was really worried for her physically. Pregnancy can be very hardcore on a woman's body. Mentally, I wanted her to recover. And it was so funny, the day Blake was born, Aoife was just, she was the strongest out of all of us and she was having a C-section, a major surgery and her recovery. And she was educating us in how we should be acting. I don't know why I had those doubts, but when you're in that situation, you want the best for everyone, but we also wanted our baby. But it was the three musketeers, it was Aoife, Arthur and I in this and we didn't want to lose our relationship or the dynamics of our relationship. It is so big an element, Arthur, of trust, isn't there? I mean, there's there's, there's trusting uh, uh, Aoife in this case to, to do all the right things and make all the right decisions through pregnancy. There's trusting her to go in with her eyes open. There's trusting her to Absolutely. kind of make the right decisions post labor. There's trusting her that like that the relationship will always be. There's so much trust you're putting into the hands. So of much, and it's the unknown. We don't know what will happen because we're all in this together. But it's brand new to us. But she was so amazing. She never once complained. I was maybe the I think it's the first time I'm going to say a little bit control free because I was so scared that 
we're going to lose the baby. Something's going to happen. So there was fizzy drinks. She wanted to drink some fizzy drinks. I was like, maybe don't drink the fizzy drinks. Kind of like controlling, but oh, at the same time. Oh, you're one of them. I know one He's of them. one of them. But yeah. I was scared because Should I was like. Should you be eating that cheese? That yeah, cheese that, looks that, a bit that soft. Was me. Oh, soft cheese. <laughs> yeah. Cream. Oh. She wanted to have a decaf <laughs> latte. I'm like, don't. But I did because I was paranoia. It's a different paranoia. Sitting than in the sun. <laughs> okay, I never said that. I didn't push that. <laughs> okay, you weren't that bad. <laughs> I was not bad. But I was scared because I was like, we doing all this to have this baby why would you jeopardize and just go and mess this up so i was a little bit paranoid that i never i never had that feeling that she's gonna be no, attached i get never. it it's just, you were more it's just than the me. insecurity Aoife never jeopardized anything she no. was just brilliant she made these amazing decisions herself and i was like you know you used to run 5k all the time get out there and run she's like oh no i, I don't want to trip i don't want to fall because yeah, was... i wanted her to also mm. enjoy the pregnancy as well and not feel like but i feel like she's grown so much since she actually went through this procedure she literally grew so much she changed. I said to her, to her, you changed as a woman since you actually became pregnant. She's a completely different Aoife the year before. Yeah, can you see, though, the importance of, of a bit of therapy during it and through it yes. and before? 100%. Because even, like, God forbid anything had gone wrong, yeah. like the danger of that, in a way, you'd end up blaming her. Of course, there's all. Yeah, I mean, we've had, we, we've all had we that conversation. Yeah, yeah. We, can, we can only talk about it now that Blake is here and she's healthy and she's six months old. Yeah. We, we, Eve and I would have had those. You know, when we went for our first scan, we were six weeks and three days, and the lady doing the scan said to me, "Listen, the hormone levels are indicating pregnancy. There is still no guarantee." You know, there's there are no guarantees any pregnancy is going to be viable or healthy. You just don't know. And even at that point, I'd said to Eva, I said, if anything, whatever happens here, this is not your yeah. fault. I think she we was worried more than us. Together. Yeah. I would have never, ever in no. my life would have blamed her. I think she was more scared herself than us. We never said anything. Uh, that that's first scan is it's terrifying, but it's a lovely feeling. Yeah, it is because we were six, and, and the lady said. You I may not it. see anything. You may oh, not you? hear the heartbeat. I was working. Arthur was working and we went and we could hear the heartbeat. I could not. We cried holding each other's hands. It was very surreal. We went to um, a place in, in Black Rock. We were living in Dublin at the time. We went to this place in Black Rock. It's the only place we get an appointment. And it was up this kind of lane and there was a woman selling antiques. Uh, <laughs> uh, so people from Black Rock probably know where I am talking about because it's on the main street. And I remember we came down afterwards and she can obviously... I just, I often think about all the other people she meets who come out of that place because she just could tell immediately that you we had had good news. Oh my you know, God. and she just came and I, she gave me a hug. Wow. I don't know, just this Are random just hug. Response? And she goes, go home now and ring your mother. No. Said, oh my God, that's amazing. That was a lovely, it was just a lovely thing. And that was the say, first scan. Yeah. And, wow. I, and I just was saying, we were saying it after, she must be so good at just reading people yeah. as they walk out yes. to say, you know, because other other people, she must turn yeah. it yeah, she must also they don't want. I'm not going to want to speak to them. Yes, I'm going to leave exactly. them alone. Yeah, <gasps> only yeah. happy or sad people. Yeah, no, I was working. They went obviously. You know, again, uh, we are freelancers. You have to work Gotta to make work. money. Don't yeah. justify you why you were working and you <laughs> missed your daughter's <laughs> yeah. first scan. It's yeah. fine. Oh, it's okay. He's gonna, you, you're going to actually remind Keep me every score, day. Yeah, the score, the score being kept already. Fifteen love, Brian. I don't listen. It's on telly tonight, so we don't want to give too much away. But I mean, to what degree does all that legal uncertainty? Does it still hang over you? There is, there is a certain element of it, yes. I mean, in the eyes of the Irish law, Aoife is considered Blake's legal mother yeah. on her birth certain legal documentation. Aoife does not want to be Blake's legal mother. No. When Aoife was pregnant, she didn't like being referred to as a surrogate mom either. Aoife doesn't just like the word But you don't actually say surrogate mother. It's surrogate. That's why I think a lot of people always say surrogate mothers. Okay. They're not mothers. They're just surrogates. Yes, so that's okay. why we actually we educated ourselves. We never knew that, and that's why surrogates they never love to be called 
mothers. Well, some. It depends. It was Aoife's but choice not, not to be. No, but that's you don't say yeah. surrogate mother. With the legislation changing in Ireland, we don't know when, that we're hoping that Aoife's name would be removed and then both our names go on any legal documents yeah. to do with our daughter and birth cert, whether it's parent one, parent two, parent A, parent B, because we think that needs to reflect Blake's life and who Blake's parents are. Also, we're very lucky we had a domestic surrogacy situation. So we had access to Aoife who lived with us through the whole nine months. Other international surrogacy, you may meet your surrogate three, four, five times. A lot of it's on FaceTime or Zoom. So we're very lucky that even when we tested positive and Aoife was pregnant, I didn't know if we could go to an Irish hospital and have yeah, an Irish doctor. Because what if they went, oh, you can't do that here. Be like the clinic. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. What are you we, doing we here? Do yeah, we don't, we don't do that we here. Don't do yeah. Babies yeah, here. Yeah, we don't do that here, right? It's true. That's the other hospital. Yes. Yeah. Because we right. had that fear. We didn't know. And thankfully, it was Declan Keane was our um, consultant at the National Maternity Hospital. Him Absolutely. and the whole team were great. Because I was like, oh, but, by the way. And they were like, chill. Calm it's down. not about we you, he said. It's about the child. And that's why I loved. It's like nothing to do who you are. We're going to take care of Aoife and the child. And that was the best. And thing at every appointment, Declan only spoke to Eva. He only spoke only to Eva. So I would sit beside Eva. Arthur would stand behind, <laughs> and he would direct Aoife. everything to Eva, which was very reassuring for us that we knew that Eva and baby were priority for him. Okay. Yeah, nothing if not efficient. Yes, hundred yeah. percent. Um, so, Lisa, I I appreciate you kind of made a point earlier about you know language, and this is your own journey, yeah. very personal. But I wonder what to what degree, having come through it all, um you do see yourselves as maybe not activists, but, you know, you're kind of, might I suggest you're flirting with activism. I mean, activism, it sounds like such an aggressive word, doesn't it? And I feel what activism... Flirting with advocacy. Advocacy, yes. I just think there's a lot of pressure and also we're very aware we've been doing this you know, actively since that conversation in yeah. 2021. Yeah. There are so many other groups and so many other people Indeed, who have been years. fighting the fight for such a long time to get this legislation in and make this legal for everyone. And we're aware that we're getting these opportunities and these interviews to highlight our journey. So I'm very, very mindful not to take away the, the work that people, stellar work totally. people have done. Totally. They've opened doors so we could walk through them. So I'm yeah. very appreciative of that. Yeah. Well, listen, I'm very appreciative that you've both come in uh, and joined us here. Um, it was great fun talking to you. Really important subject as well. Brian Dowling and Arthur Grunley. And you can watch Very Modern Family on RTE1 television tonight at 9.35. And here's a lovely text. Congratulations, Brian and Arthur. Your beautiful daughter, Blake, is a very lucky girl having a loving family like yourselves. And Brian, your sister, Aoife, is a walking Saint, thank you for the text. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.